Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. There's a big chasm between the belief of I want freedom for me compared to I want freedom for us. Because it's scary. Like, just if we make it, that's a very big statement. But if we kind of like shrink it down to like a family, I, as a father, want freedom for me. It's terrifying to know that my kids have freedom like to do a lot of crazy stuff to, for crazy stuff to happen to them. That's scary. And so if we put about it, like as a community that's saying like, I want to have freedom, like just, we'll just make it like silly, like a HOA problem. I want to paint my house blue. I don't, but let's just say a, a Royal, like really obnoxious blue. And my neighbor wants to paint it pink. And I think pink is silly. So I don't want my neighbor to paint it, his house pink, but I surely want to be able to paint my, paint my house blue. Those are both freedoms. But if I really believe in freedom, like that like extreme sense where like you can just do whatever you want, then like I have to be okay with the randomness that pops up from other people's beliefs. And then that's when it gets super complicated and like where people start creating these like tribes unnecessarily where they're like, well, there's people who like blue houses and people who like pink houses. And we, the blue house people have to protect each other from the pink house people. And then we need to make sure that there aren't any pink house people around. And that's just like, that's not freedom. And that's kind of like what you're I'm kind of like connecting it back to what you're saying. That we often don't know what to do with this amount of freedom. And I, I think a lot of it is the fear of wonder, not knowing, what other people are going to do with it. Yeah. I, in my core document, one of the beliefs I have is that freedom, freedom's when I have the ability to choose and offer others the ability to choose. Um, and I believe that that's in my core. And I think that Jesus believed that because Jesus didn't go on forcing people to believe and follow him. He invited them. It was an invitation to follow him, but he didn't make them follow him. And I think that this American experiment of freedom is worth continuing to try. The problem is, you know, in seminary, I had to take a class on historicity and historicity is the study of history. So on the, on the, on face value, it sounds really boring. But one of the interesting things when you study historicity is there's a very postmodern twist and, and not to get all wordy here, but this really, like, right when we study history, we're studying events that happened. That's the assumption. But in postmodernism, there's really a question of if truth exists. And so oftentimes you've got these philosophers of history that will say things like, well, history is only written by the winners. History is only written by those that won and could, could write what happened in whatever way they wanted to. So it gets people to question what actually happened, right? Well, the reason I bring that up is because is because I think how, like where my mind goes in this correlation with freedom is it's not like we can't just make everybody believe what we believe because what if the same was true in the opposite? Like what if you know, if, um, if, a, if, a, if a differing belief system than what you and I have took power and said that our way is the only way, well, then now freedom doesn't exist. Now it's their worldview above all else. And so I think the same is true for like me as a Christian, where 
I can believe what I believe and still let others believe something different. And I think we forget that because if we start making, if, if we start making other people believe what we believe, then who's to say that a differing belief system won't do the same thing to us. And so that's what makes, I think, our culture so it's surprisingly difficult is it requires a level of humility. It requires a level of, of, um, hospitality, hospitality, meaning like creating space for other people that are different than us, that, that it just requires a level of maturity where I think a lot of us, we'd rather when we get, when we get frustrated and we get, we get rigid, we get, we get judgmental. Um, we get closed minded. We want everyone to just be just like us, but that's not what Jesus did. That's what the early church was experiencing. Like you mentioned, like they were experiencing oppression. They were experiencing, they weren't able to practice what they wanted. They weren't able to believe exactly as they wanted. I mean, like you mentioned, King Herod killed the firstborn children just because he heard about the possibility of a Messiah and he saw that as a threat. So he just decided to kill all the babies. I mean, that is, if that's not evil, I mean, goodness gracious, like that is so evil. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part four of our conversation. We'll see you then.